Welcome! I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Philippians. Today is episode 645. We're looking at Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Let's read our passage. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. This is Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. Paul's in prison in Rome. And it's toward the end of his imprisonment, we think, and he's writing this letter to the church in Philippi. They've been a church that he's had a long relationship with. They've been very supportive of him. They sent Epaphroditus with a monetary gift because Paul has to provide his own support. He has to rent his own place to live in and provide for his own expenses. Even though he's under guard, he still has to provide his own expenses and the church is supporting him. So Paul's sending Epaphroditus back with this letter to encourage them. He talked a lot about his situation, his ministry, what's going on. And then he made this shift talking about them. And so last time we saw, he wrote encouraging them to be unified in the face of opposition. He wanted them to stand firm in one spirit and in one accord, contend together for the faith of the gospel and not be frightened by any opponents. So unity in the face of opposition. And that was all beginning the section where he's basically challenging to live as citizens of heaven. And that's kind of what it looks like to live as a citizen in heaven. This section today, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, is another long sentence in the original Greek. And there's some debate and differences on how to exactly divide it up. But it's fairly straightforward, but there's a a lot of stuff in here. And in this section here, verses 1 through 4, the central point is make my joy complete. Everything else hinges on that. So as we read through it again, remember the central thing is make my joy complete. So chapter 2, verse 1, he begins with this series of ifs, and there's four of them. If there's any encouragement in Christ if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy. If can be used in a lot of ways, and sometimes the if is assumed. And that's the case here. Even the word means if, or meaning, you could just as easily substitute since. Because all these things are assumed to be true. If there is any encouragement in Christ. Well, of course there's encouragement in Christ. So he's really saying since there's encouragement in Christ then make my joy complete. Since there's consolation of love, make my joy complete. Since there's fellowship with the Spirit, make my joy complete. Since there's affection and mercy, make my joy complete. Now, all these statements are are simple enough, but there's some nuances here, particularly if you look up 2 Corinthians 13, 13. And that was the very end, the last verse of 2 Corinthians. Paul's given this final benediction. He says, 
The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And that's kind of a standard statement of Paul talking about the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And some say that pattern should fit here, just based on his language and the words he's using. So just as in 2 Corinthians, he talked about the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here he's talking about encouragement in Christ. And then when he talks about fellowship with the Spirit, well, he's talking about the Holy Spirit there. So some say the second one, if any consolation of love, specifically in that 2 Corinthians passage, he talked about the love of God. Grace of the Lord Christ, love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And so some think that should fit here. He's talking about Christ, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit. And that fits well. No reason to push back against that. And so he's talking about being comforted in Christ and experiencing the love of God the Father and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Now the fourth one, if any affection and mercy. Well, that's not really defined any, and there's debate about affection and mercy for who? Between Paul and the Philippians, between the Philippians and the Lord, between the Philippians themselves. I think the best fit is amongst one another, because the theme here is their dealings with one another. And I think the whole point there is talking about the things they experience from God. They experience comfort from God the Son, Jesus. They experience love, God the Father. And they experience fellowship through God the Holy Spirit. And all that results in their relationship with one another, affection and mercy for one another. So these four ifs, they're assumed to be true. And since they're true, what's going to happen to that is make my joy complete. Well, what's going to make his joy complete? They're thinking the same way. So he's beginning a discussion of unity. He hit on unity last time, that they were to be unified, that they were standing firm in one spirit. They were in one accord, contending together. So here he's continuing this thought about unity. So think the same way. Then he says, okay, here is what that looks like. Thinking the same way. Having the same love. Being united in the spirit. And intent on one purpose. So that's what thinking the same way looks like. Same love. What brings them together in unity is the common love they experience through God. And being united in spirit. Now some translations say something other than spirit. And, and that's where the word gets translated spirit here is not pneuma, which is what we normally use for spirit. It could be translated as soul, feeling, one accord. So it is this talking about the unity together. So one spirit means basically thinking the same way and intent on one purpose, having a common goal. So that's what thinking the same way looks like. And that's what's going to make his joy complete. Since they have this common experience with the Lord, that's what's going to happen. It continues verse 3. And this is still under the idea of thinking the same way. Because thinking the same way, the outflow of that is going to be humility. And humil here's what humility looks like. It, doing nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in Humility, considering others as more important than yourselves. So you could say, make my joy complete by, by thinking the same way. And part of thinking the same way is humility. 
and humility. How's that play out? Well, there's no selfish ambition, and we consider others as more important. And then verse 4, everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. That's what happens when you consider others as more important. So essentially, we're just basically diagramming the sentence, looking at the structure of it, the actual meanings. That's pretty straightforward, but the structure does drive the nuances of it. So the central thing here is make my joy complete. And all that's going to happen because of their common experience in the Lord, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, which drives them together with mercy and affection for one another. And since that's the case, that's going to make his joy complete by thinking the same way. Thinking the same way, well, it's having the same love, being united in spirit and purpose, and living in humility, which is how we treat one another. Treat others better than ourselves and look out for their own interests. So the bottom line in this is unity and humility. Now, is this a problem in the Philippian church? Well, we know there's a rift, but is it a major rift that runs through the entire church or is it just a couple of people? He calls out a couple of people by name later on, but every church, this is a, a key issue. If we want to live as citizens of heaven, then we all need to grow in unity and humility. United with one another based on our common experience in faith, our common experience in a relationship with God, our common experience with the gospel, then with a big, big dose of humility that is our regard for one another, how we actually treat one another. So living as citizens of heaven, it can't be done without unity and humility. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Philippians.